Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And Robin, we got a barn burn over here. We're just, we're so crazy in this household, I can't even, I don't even know where to begin. I love it. I love hearing of all of the action that goes on in your house. It's wonderful. Soccer games and and all kinds of stuff going on. Kids here, kids there. Kids on the way. (laughs) Kids on the way. Well, don't say it that way, because that might... Well, we do. We got a little boy. We've got a we've got a mom in labor from my office here, and she's um, she just went to the hospital a couple hours ago. They're monitoring her and the baby. She's at one centimeter. So, um, and then of course we've got we want to send a shout out to her. We also want to shout out to uh, our other friend. Um, We have Aiden living with us because his mom, upon return from deployment in Okinawa, broke her hip and she had surgery in Australia. She is back in the hospital today so we're going to send speedy wishes of recovery to her so i have her son i got the other son i got my two kids Woo! we got a barn burner (laughs) but that's fun you know like like you said to me why not and in fact i have um a, a good friend here in town. We I've been involved with our old home day committee forever. I mean, just forever. Back when the dinosaurs used to do it, and <laughs> we had um, somebody mo- moved on. And I asked this gal if she would take the take the chairmanship of this committee because it's a great committee, and I knew she could do it. She has six kids. She's been a surrogate. She has a, a German exchange student coming the day of old home day to beat the band i mean we have thousands of people that come down here uh for for this event so we had 175 vendors set up on the field it was an amazing day but you know what she just takes it all in stride and she said well you know i said if they have two students that need (laughs) need a place i'll take two that's okay On well, top of her kids and chickens and roosters or whatever else she's got going on, it kind of gets easier. I gotta say, you know, you know, one stressed me out, and then two, mm-hmm. I got in the groove. Three, I started getting in my rhythm. Four, I'm like, okay, bring it on. Just bring them on in. Just pull in the driveway and drop them off. I know, I know. and But then they're at the point where they actually do entertain each other. So you find, wow, okay, I, I kind of have some free time here. I remember those days. It would be like if there was five kids in the house, it was a lot better than just the two of them snitting at each other. Oh, boy. You know, they're like dogs. I know I'm going to take a lot of heat for this. But, you know, at one point I had seven dogs on my ranch and they fought. Then we had six and they were good. Then we had five, you know, as they're dying off, you know, fights again. 
and then we went down to four and four was good and then now we're at three and I tell you you know those odd numbers dogs and kids just is enough to make you drink it yeah <laughs> oh it is oh we I gotta tell you Sam I'm gonna be sending you pictures pretty soon we've got fall weather coming around here <gasps> The leaves are changing. I got to, right before we get into any more conversation, I got to tell you, I'm getting over a cold. So if all of a sudden I have to mute, you'll know why. Oh, good. You can hack up along on the air. Cough, cough, cough. (laughs) Yes. So excuse me. I'll say excuse me right at the get go. But yes, we. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I'm refusing to get sick. I'm putting that out to the universe. I'm putting it out to the airways because the only thing that could cause a crimp in my plans right now is to get sick. So I've been downing garlic. I hope no one wants to kiss me. Vitamin C, you name it. If it's antioxidant, antibacterial, Mm -hmm. anti-anything, I'm stuffing it in whether it tastes good or not. Well, I'm crazy about my echinacea. I drink a tea with echinacea in it, and I've just sworn by that. Ever since I was on chemo, I, I've been drinking echinacea tea. And honestly, even when I was going through chemo, which was through the winter time, I didn't have any colds. I didn't have any any problems. And the doctor said to me, your immunity is really down and you haven't even had as much as a sniffle. What are you doing? And I said, vitamin C and echinacea tea, green tea. And just being cognizant of where I was and what I was doing. I was, if I went to the grocery store, I didn't go at the height of, of rush hour. And if I was at a store or a crowd or I didn't expose myself to the children in the same way that I did before, you know, it was just all those common sense things. So yeah, I I've I was really kind of blown away when I came down with this cold because I said, wait a minute, I, I'm the guru here of my echinacea tea that never gets sick. What is this? But I'm, I know. And you're like Miss Healthy over there. I have been, but I'm spending more time in an office now, which is a closed building and using other people's phones. You know, I don't, I, I have my little wipies, but I mean, I don't always go and wipe off everybody's phone before I, I use it because I go from office to office from time to time. So oh, you're in a professional Petri dish. I mean, once it gets cold exactly. out there, I know it. Yeah. You know, and then you got the heat just to blow and grow those germs and blow them all over everybody. I know. Oh my gosh. Um, have you been watching much that's going on in the in the news lately? I kind of did some perusing on, on Facebook before we came on the air, but I didn't know if you had any any news of stuff going on around the town. Um, you know, I haven't. I've been so mm-hmm. involved in myself and right? my kids and my extra kids. But I have I did Google a lot about veteran erectile dysfunction in preparation for our show today. And I'm gonna get through the whole show without snickering because I'm immature. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. I know it's a serious subject, but I have a I just have a huge immaturity gene. <laughs> But you know what? If you can't laugh in the midst of something serious, then you're not getting the whole picture, I think. Yes, we we all, and in fact, I have to laugh when you hear those commercials and and they're talking and you say, oh my goodness, you know. Uh, But there are so many things that um, 
we can we can talk about today and we might want to let our, our listeners know that if it is two o'clock and you've got us on on a speakerphone or whatever you, you might want to know that we do have a serious topic to discuss and we're probably going to say uh have some conversation that's very frank and very honest so um right just, so if you're folding laundry and your kids are in earshot might be a time to pick this up yeah podcast a broadcaster on <laughs> itunes or put your headphones on yeah as opposed to someone like Lou Padgett whose show is on very late at night we're we're at two o'clock your time and five o'clock my time but it's true <clears throat> I am really looking forward to talking about this because Stephen and I have talked so many times uh, about how we are very lucky that we have a very intimate relationship that doesn't always include sex and our relationship has grown over the years and I don't think we're and we, we, when we first were married, um, I don't think we had any clue that a, a relationship or a bond between two people could evolve into what it has evolved um, until you've really put the time or the effort. And it doesn't necessarily mean years, but it just means heart time, I think. And, and that could be very different. Uh, you could have a short amount of years that you're in a relationship but if you've put a lot of time through your heart into that relationship it makes it a very special one um you know so yes we've gone through chemo we've gone through cesareans we've gone through a lot in our relationship steve's had his issues too and um we're we're very much to attest to the fact that uh an intimate relationship is not always a sexual one Well, and I think it's so good that you bring that up because, you know, so much about today's topic when you talk about erectile dysfunction, you know, with respect to the military, I mean, I'm just going to say it like I I hear it. I spend a lot of time around these military guys and, you know, one of the first things that happens when they're injured or returned from deployment and they have emotional issues, boom, they get pumped full of drugs. Once they get those drugs in their system, a lot of times, you know, the junior no longer salutes and that's just something that happens. And I see it a lot in the commander and up level uh, with mm-hmm. some of my friends because these are seasoned commanders. They're 40-something, 50 years old. They have been under tremendous amount of stress because their job is so stressful. And what do they do? They put them on heart meds. No judgment about this. But I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many wives and husbands have shared with me when I talked to them about, you know, we were discussing doing this topic for today. And sure. they said, absolutely turned 50 you know still working at my desk and now I'm on heart meds and again you know junior can't salute and that's it's just so common whether you're 20 and you're on pain meds or you're suffering from some emotional issues with respect Mm -hmm. to deployment or service I mean it's a really big issue and now I know the VA covers some of it Mm -hmm. and there's some you know I read around the web some anecdotal evidence of you know, some being great, some being not so great, but it is something that we need to talk about because it does affect your relationship. It does affect it. And I think the once you begin to be stressed about the fact that something isn't the way it used to be, then that stress becomes a barrier and then the stress makes it almost like a brick wall. And then you have even more of a complication than you ever did when you first realized that um, the physical act isn't 
isn't taking place. So I really am looking forward to meeting Michael Rosser. He's a good friend of ours. Michael has been with us uh, through Go Army Homes. He was a co-founder and managing director of Go Army Homes, still is, I should say. And um, now he has written a book, and we want to make sure that we talk about that and also discuss what he's been doing um, since about 2011, I guess, right around this time. So this this month is quite the landmark for him. It is. It is. And he's just so much fun. You know, I love that, you know, we can talk to him about anything. And I love that he's a guy willing mm-hmm. to come forward and talk about this stuff. Absolutely. And if anybody was going to be as honest as the day is long, it's going to be Michael, because he is just going to let us know exactly. Has he ever been on Lou's show? Speaking of which, we should have he. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He has. He and Lou are, are aligned. I don't know when he's uh, going, but we got to go to commercial break. We could talk we all day, right? We could. I see we've got about 30 seconds to go. We're coming up to a break. We'll be back in just a moment with Michael Russer, uh, the author of, um, and I'm looking for his book right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a <Elise>. uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. What my book is called. Yes, I know because I've got the bio, but it's not. It's I've got to scroll down. We'll find out about Hardly Broken when we come back after these messages. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for Wise Up Radio. Leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions? in both their business and personal lives. Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us sound. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty. 
Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and our guest today is Michael Russer, and he's the author of a great book called Hardly Broken. You can find him at hardlybroken.com, and today's topic is erectile dysfunction with respect to intimacy, and if you missed the first uh, opening segment of our show, we were talking a little bit about uh, erectile dysfunction with respect to our military, and you know, there seems to be two clusters, Rob, from what... I've understood um, as we prepared for this show, we've got a cluster of young men uh, that are suffering either emotional issues from the war or deployment. They have injury issues. Uh, they're on meds um, that make uh, it difficult for them to maintain an erection. And then we've got kind of the the more mature set, which is our 40s and 50s something guys who have been uh, career military and they're stressed to the gills every day. And we've got these guys on heart medication. Another reason that uh, we see uh, this becoming a part of our military culture. And so we wanted to talk about it. Uh, Rob, do you have anything to add before I introduce our guest? Oh, no, because I'd love to get right into talking to Michael. And um, we're going to have lots to talk about. So let's say hello. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Robin and Sandra. It is awesome to be there, but it sounds like you, you've said it all. No, no, well, actually, but you, Michael, I got to ask you, like, you know, I'm around yeah. a lot of guys, you know, 20 years uh-huh. working as a military contractor and working with these guys and, you know, ED is something that, you know, people joke and tease each other about, you know, and it might be a hush-hush conversation. You have come out like, I'm just going to say it, balls to the walls, open for everybody to talk. <laughs> Why go public? I mean, that's that you're a man, you're a successful man with uh, these companies and this reputation, and you're willing to talk about this. That's pretty amazing. Well, thank you. It, you know, ED, erectile dysfunction, is probably the biggest white elephant in our culture today. And it's the way, you know, it affects the way most men. Uh, define their manhood. So it's mm-hmm. really sensitive. And and it's also sensitive for women because uh, even though they may know their significant guy is uh, might be having problems for other reasons, uh, they can personally take on like, oh my God, maybe he's not attracted to me anymore or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not getting him excited anymore. And that adds to a complete vicious cycle. So the reason I am so vocal about this, it's it's not that I didn't go through those, you know, the period of disbelief. Oh, my God, I can't believe this happened to me. Uh, and then anger, like, oh, geez. And then you know, a little bit of depression, like, woe was me. And then finally acceptance. And once I got to that point of acceptance, that is when everything changed. And what be, what started out as being, in my mind, a huge tragedy for the rest of my life ended up becoming the biggest blessing that I can't even begin to express, not just for me, but for my life partner as well. And so it became clear to me that 
this is a story. This is this is a possibility that's available to anybody struggling with this. And Sandra, you and I talked about this off air uh, prior to the program as well. Not just men and women struggling with ED, but if you want to create, let's say, a broader perspective, a broader metaphor of the the quote unquote impotence that happens in almost all relationships in terms of lack of intimacy, what I have to share is going to help that too, because it really boils down to intimacy is defined by how deeply we connect with our spouse and other people. You know, Michael, you're talking about dead marriages. I'm sorry, Rob, go ahead. (laughs) What I was going to say is in the first segment, we sort of alluded to that in that even though we have uh, phases in our lives, sometimes the things that we look toward intimacy for are not necessarily sexual intimacy. Right. And building those things prior to um, maybe having a, a change physiologically is even more important to someone's relationship. And I do kind of want to set the stage a little bit. When you first were having your difficulties, and let's let's maybe just explain, um, you had cancer, so therefore a lot of this is just simply due to your cancer. Is that correct? Yes, I was in November of 2011. I was diagnosed uh, with prostate cancer, and then you know they said the biopsy said uh, yeah it looks pretty minor you, you you have plenty of time to make up your mind well in my family cancer usually means you don't have a lot of time and so I said no take it out now and mm-hmm. I, went with, I went with my gut and it's a good thing because uh, two months or a month and a half later they took it out at the end of December 2011 and when they did the tissue study it was extremely aggressive uh, in fact, so aggressive that uh, it was about ready to breach the margins and metastasize, which is what kills men, by the way. It's not the prostate itself. It's, it's traveling. And then I, uh, I still had to go through radiation afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, I te- and I technically still have cancer, but I'm at peace with it. And it seems to be at, uh, at a, a truce with me. And it's very much under control. I, I, and one doctor said, we all have cancer. It's... it's um, it's uh, it's when one side gets uh, gets ahead of the other that causes problems, and so I, I'm very much at peace with that. And I and otherwise I'm extraordinarily healthy, and I feel just so so delighted and grateful for that. But the treatments left me, you know, I I thought I was going to be fine because I started mm-hmm. getting nocturnal erection. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going all right. Go one, go for the team. And, <laughs> but it turns out uh, that's about the only time I could get them <laughs> was when I was asleep. <laughs> so I go, and uh, that's not good. And, and so then I had to go through that whole series of, you know, dealing with that loss of function and, and at first how I define my manhood. And I certainly don't define myself that way anymore. And that's why it's so easy for me to, in fact, not easy, it's not just easy. I'm, I'm passionate about sharing this message. Well, and Michael, you did something else, too, that I just want to touch on, you know, since we do have the rest of the show to talk to you. You did some major changes in your nutrition, and I just think that that was a big part, you know, having a lot of experience with cancer um, in my family, watching what you did from a nutrition standpoint, um, I think, you know, really, really helped your uh, treatment and helped your state of mind a great deal. 
Yes, it did, but there was something else that, and I'm, I will speak to that, but there's something else that was even more important. And uh, two months prior to my diagnosis, I had ended a 24-year marriage, and it was a marriage that, like many baby boomers, uh, we had gone from soulmates to roommates halfway through the marriage. And uh, we both agreed that when our youngest son would go off to college that we would part company. We did, and we're still very close to each other and friends, but that was that's how we ended it. And during that time, I during the marriage, actually, I was even though I was a very successful speaker and entrepreneur, I, it was a part of me that was very shut down, and my heart was shut down. And I did something after when I, in fact, it was the choice to create a line in the sand, saying I'm no longer going to live that way. Don't come hell or high water. I don't care what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. But come hell or high water, I'm not going to live that way anymore. And I literally drew a line in the sand in my mind, and I stepped over it. And I went from uh, being shut down to living hard open every moment that I possibly could. And this was before my diagnosis. I know a lot of people say, oh, well, yeah, you have diagnosed with cancer. Of course you're going to. No, this happened before. Then two months later, bang. Uh, that was crucial and it speaks to the emotional connection and intimacy you had mentioned earlier uh, which is a huge component of this uh, but in terms of my diet yes I changed my uh, I, I started eating much more healthy and uh, you know I've got a very strong libido uh, so there's nothing wrong with that it's the it's, it's the, um, the function that's not working it's the mechanics not working mm-hmm <clears throat> that was what I was wondering, uh, too, which could honestly complicate a situation is whether or not you had a relationship when you were diagnosed. Um, and then was that difficult to feel like you could become involved with a woman again? Um, so we're going to be coming up to a break, so I'm not going to ask a huge question before. But you, so when you were first diagnosed, you actually were not in a relationship. Is that correct? That's correct, and mm. uh, and and I knew what the implications were of that of that diagnosis, and quite and your your question is very insightful, Robin. Mm. I I was wondering if I would ever have the, uh, uh, the sexual relations again, ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we come back from the break, I, I, we do want to talk a little bit more about the actual nutrition because I got to tell you, when I was in going through chemo, I definitely changed a lot of nutritional um, things in my life. Uh, it was and and there's an awful lot of mental things that have to go on when you're going through it. Yes. So facing what you did, you were um, suddenly on your own. You were f- uh, facing uh, soon. You were facing a very serious uh, disease and illness, and then the complications of the after effects. So we've got a lot more to talk about with you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lots there is. There's a lot more yeah, to share. Yeah. There's always more. We're talking today with Michael Russer. Um, he is the author of Hardly Broken, and among other things that Michael has done, he's a very, very active person. We're so glad that he joined us today. Where are you calling from today, Michael, by the way? Beautiful Santa Barbara, California. It oh. is a postcard day today. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh, it is Beautiful. so gorgeous. We've got a gorgeous one, although i got to say it's 60 degrees right now in New Hampshire, so... <laughs> 
Your we winter is look- coming. Yes, I know. This is only the prefix. Uh, I <laughs> know. More coming. Um, I want to let everybody know that um, we'll have more with Michael after the break. We've got a lot more to talk to Michael Russer, author of Hardly Broken. Be back in a moment. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. kids do you think you're creative do you want to be don't have enough time for your arts crafts and hobbies or do you just need a kick in the pants hi i'm mark lipinski the host of creative mojo with mark lipinski right here on toginet radio come on and join me every wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week hey need ideas how about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? It's talking Smack with Beth, the real sports mom. It's one hour of hot topics that matter to sports moms and athletes. We'll be bringing you tips and advice from the leaders in youth sports today, as well as some inspiring stories from athletes and sports moms. With our own Sports Moms Roundtable, you're invited to be part of our show. We strive to educate and empower sports moms everywhere. Join us for Talkin' Smack with Beth, the real sports mom, every Thursday at 12 noon central, right here on the TobyNet Radio Network. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and our guest today is Michael Russer, and he's the author of a book, Hardly Broken. Uh, If you want to check out his website, you can go to hardlybroken.com. If you missed the first half of this show, you can pick us up on iTunes under Military Mom Talk Radio. You can also find us at toginet.com, and you can also find us at our .com by the same name, Military Mom Talk Radio, where you can find almost 200 hours of uh, free military radio information for our families. Uh, Rob, I'm really proud as we get up to our 200 benchmark, 200 hours on the air. I am too. We're going to have to celebrate. We're going to have to have a party. 
I think so. I think so. I'm so excited about our guest today, uh, Michael Russer, who's talking very openly um, about his cancer experience and resulting erectile dysfunction. Uh, before we move on, I would like to ask Michael what he did nutrition-wise. And Rob, I'd love to know what you did uh, during your cancer experience. Let's go to Michael first. Sure. All right. Yeah. Well, Sandra, the first thing I did is I cut way back on sugar. It turns out that cancer uptakes about 18 times the amount of sugar from your system than normal cells do. And I'm, I'm a, I've got one gigantic sweet tooth. I'm, that's just <laughs> the way it is. And, and so uh, I cut way, way back on that. And that has helped significantly. And then I go to orga- organic uh, fruits, vegetables, and then any meats, uh, uh, make sure that they're hormone-free, same with any dairy. Uh, so you know, all these things in our food supply actually contribute, uh, unfortunately, to the, uh, the potentiality of, of getting disease and sometimes even cancer. And so uh, I, I've been very, very uh, careful about what I do eat. And it, things seem to be under control right now. I monitor that monthly through my PSA test which is a blood marker for uh, uh, can- you know, cancerous uh, pro- prostate cancer activity. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's under control. And, so, uh, and, I, and I also uh, work with a Chinese herbalist, believe it or not, here in Santa Barbara. And, and he made a promise to me that certain things would happen within 30 days. And I was blown away when it did. So, yeah, I've been very fortunate. One of the things I think that is important when you're going through any kind of treatment is to make sure that you are giving your body the optimum place for the drugs that you have to take uh, to, to do their job. If you are rested, if you are in a good frame of mind, if you try to try to remain somewhat stress-free. When, when we last year on a Motherhood Talk Radio did a cancer series, we did talk to a lot of nurses and practitioners who did offer a lot of this information too, as well as the people that I went through uh, down at Mass General. And give your body the most healthy environment to let the drugs do their job um, is is probably the most important thing for your successful recovery. Yeah, it really is. And there's something else that I do that's <laughs> sort of nutritionally related, but it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, certainly physically related. And that is I go hiking or uh, strenuous walking, uh, one or the other, almost every single day. And that does a number of things. First of all, it, it, uh, it's just a healthy thing to do. It, 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 it creates those endorphins that, that uh, help with the mood and help with the handling of the stress. Also, being outdoors. I do this outdoors, uh, and I do not go to a gym. I, I won't mm-hmm. go to a gym. And because for me, outdoors is almost like my church. It is I'm in awe of nature. Mm-hmm. And when you are in that space. Now, you're in a very beautiful area, too. It's just a little colder than where I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm in awe of cold, but it's more like, oh, you know what? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I moved from Rochester over 40 years ago <laughs> for that reason. Oh, I, gosh, yeah. But I, I, I'm in awe. And in, when, you, when you're in that space and where you're able to be present to the moment of the gifts that we already have, despite 
some of the other stuff that's going on. You know, you talk about being stress-free. That's very, very crucial. But there's a surefire way to be in that space almost every moment. And that is having incredible gratitude for whatever is in your life, including the stuff that challenges you. And I'm going to, if I may, sure. just talk about that for a moment. Yeah. Um, there was a time when I absolutely resented my cancer, absolutely was furious at the impotence uh, not mm -hmm. corrected. And I, I honestly, and I mean this with all sincerity, I am absolutely grateful for both. And let me explain why. Mm -hmm. First, my cancer. It was, it, it, it brought to the forefront of my mind something that our fighting men and women see every day and for which I am so grateful. But it brought, as, as you know, being somebody who's not in the military, in my mind, my awareness of my mortality. The fact mm -hmm. of the matter is we're all terminal. It's just a matter of time, uh, when and how we're going to go. A lot of people don't like thinking about that, but when you do, when you face it, when you actually embrace that, that reality, amazing things happen. You suddenly realize there's so much to be grateful for. The fact that I can breathe, that I can, I can experience so many different things, I can have the relationships that I have, mm -hmm. that... I'm just so grateful for that. And so that really is something I am grateful for. And as far as my, as far as my impotence, well, um, depending on how far you want to go with that, I'll, I'd be happy to share what I'm grateful for. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, my, my partner and I now experience um, a, a, a physical and emotional intimacy that most normally functioning couples, Robin, can't even begin fathom. And well, I'm very glad to be kind of going down this path right now because <laughs> what a lot of what we're going to talk about is not necessarily just for people struggling with ED issues. Right. I can absolutely for uh, very honestly tell you that my husband and I are very much in love and we're very much a, an active couple. But there are times that it does not necessarily mean that we need to have a physical intimacy in order to be a heartfelt intimacy. And right. that closeness is so important that has brought us together far, far closer than we ever could dream that two people could be. Um, and it has, there, there's just that inner bond that is so, so strong and those are the practices i think that your book is and your thoughts are definitely going to help any couple especially a couple that are just coming getting back together after reintegration oh yes these are the times that are so fragile and these are the times that you need to find the ways sex isn't always going to be it you need to find oh. a way to bring your hearts together well uh, first of all, everything you said was absolutely dead on because for, for people to experience any lasting and uh, really authentic and deep connecting physical intimacy, you need the foundation of the kind of emotional int int intimacy and connection that you just described between you and your husband. And it's really interesting because Lee Woodworth, who's Bob Woodworth's uh, wife, 
and they've been married for years. She, she, mm-hmm. She's probably 50 years old. She wrote a, they just had this on CBS News. I found it very interesting. She said, she wrote it, she wrote an article, in, I think, uh, Women's Housekeeping or something like that, some women's magazine. And it was, it really caused quite a reaction. And she basically, she said, she says, look, you know, uh, sex really isn't that important anymore. And I'm 50, you know, I got a very busy thing, a busy, busy career, I've got kids, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, my husband, he's ready, of course, daily, but uh, <laughs> like most men, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think the best, uh, the best description of I've had given to me of men and sex is, is that men will, will crawl across the field of broken glass to have sex, if that's what it takes. And, <laughs> and it's the way we're wired you know, and, uh, and, and women are wired entirely differently with respect to that. And this is another breakthrough that I realized that the gift of ED gave to me. And I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But the, the thing is, is that you start with that deep abiding emotional connection. And that starts with being as vulnerable and as heart open as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is the, that's the open door love to flow both directions and it's in our world where it's so easy to be disconnected uh, my partner and I actually watched a movie last night called disconnect it was profound it, it never really it, it never really took off in the theaters uh, well it's one of those movies that should that you wish our culture would you know appreciate but uh, they don't but it's it, it showed the impact of how our modern culture Bearing ourselves in our, all our devices, uh, all the different distractions we have in our world, that they've taken the place of connection. When we think we're actually connecting, we, we, we are using a substitute uh, that is does not the real thing. So deep connection, and that requires a, a great deal of vulnerability and being heart open, which opens up worlds to everything, uh, as I talk about in, in my book. Because uh, I literally, and I, I will say this very publicly and, and, a, and very seriously, I would rather die than go back to the way I was. And because that was crucial, I had to make that jump first. Because frankly, I was dying inside. Inside I was dying. If you saw a picture of me just, just before me making that decision, mm-hmm. and then see a picture of me now, you would think you'd be looking at my dad much less me. Wow. And it's that big of a difference. People will look at my, my, my driver's license and say, this cannot possibly be you. I said, yes, it is. Because <laughs> there's no light. There was no light in those eyes. Yeah, and isn't that true? Yeah, I know just what you're saying. Um, we're coming up to a break, Michael. And on the other side of the break, let's talk some specifics. Let's really give some ideas to people to maybe try. Maybe there are some things that they never thought that they really could do, or uh, maybe there are some things that um, they're so busy trying to get to the point that they overlook some of the, (laughs) some of the (laughs) techniques, let's call them, that um, could very well uh, be a very important thing to their relationship. We're talking today with Michael Russer. Sandra and I will be back in a moment on Military Mom Talk Radio.
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on TogiNet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with Sandra Beck with you today on a gorgeous afternoon. I think everybody all across the nation is having an awesome day because the weather looks like it's wonderful. I hope it is wherever you are. Today, we're talking with Michael Russer from uh, beautiful, you said Santa Barbara, right, Michael? Santa Barbara. Oh, beautiful area, beautiful area. He has recently written a book called Hardly Broken, talking about his journey, um, becoming ED, impotent, whatever one wants to call. Uh, There's so many terms now. And I think sometimes these terms are (laughs) to try to make things a little more delicate instead of just coming to the point and saying, I'm finding a new path. That's, That's, I guess, what we need to say. That's exactly right. And yeah. Communication is everything when it comes to this. And uh, a lot of times couples don't talk about it. And that's where the damage happens. Mm-hmm. So my first bit of advice to couples who may be struggling with this for whatever reason is be very mm-hmm. open to it. And, and men need to 
shift their their way they see. Well, they don't need to do anything. I'm going to suggest, okay, because I'm not here to tell anybody to do anything. I'm just going to share what works for me because I have absolute respect for anybody who's listening. And what I found to be very, very powerful was shifting my idea of who I am as a man from how hard and how long I can get it to how well I can deeply connect and please my partner. And those are two completely different things. The latter one I have total control over. And so I have no shame. I have no regrets. I have no feeling of loss now whatsoever. In fact, I feel incredibly blessed. And uh, I mean, and this is going to sound really strange, Robin, and I'm not saying this for, for to, to shock anybody, but literally my partner and I um, actually hope it never comes back because uh, what we have has gone so far beyond what we've experienced when things were working properly. Now, but when we went to the break, let's, we, we said, let's start talking about some specifics. Sure. Some um, things that you do to become more intimate with your lady. Um, there yes. are things that um, maybe people are too much in a rush to get to the point and don't really want to spend that time. But what are the things that are important to take the time to do? Now, we talked about some communication. That, of course, yep. is important. Um, right. What are some of the other things that you have found to be very, very important? Well, first of all, set aside totally un, 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 non-distractive time away from the kids, away from any other distractions, turn off your cell phones and set aside at least two to four hours. And mm-hmm. because that's how much time we spend. We spend a minimum of two to four hours making love every time we do it. And I know people are going, what? I mean, <laughs> uh, I know if I had heard this a year ago, I would say you're crazy, but that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but the definition of making love, making love in intercourse can be two completely different Oh my things. gosh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, so we're, we're talking about a very, being very, very present. So what's crucial is be present and then go into it with no goals. True lovemaking is not about goals. It's not about scoring. It's not about getting to sure. the point, as you call it. Yep. <laughs> it is about being totally present for the other person. And now here's the other thing. This is something I learned, no pun intended, the hard way. And that is that um, men and women are biologically and culturally wired to, to essentially procreate. And that's where intercourse comes in. It's wonderful for making babies. And it's fun. It can feel incredible. But it is not necessarily conducive to deep uh, emotional and physical connection and intimacy, the kind that my partner and I experience. Uh, and so... Uh, so actually intercourse actually can be, a, a is not really the best way of having this kind of, 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 uh, of connection. And so we, we learn by starting to just be with each other. One of our favorite things to do is take about a half hour for each person and just do a nice massage their back, whatever muscles are aching and just with no sexual intent to begin with, believe me, that energy will start rising. Okay. But just be there for the person. So, and men, I recommend that you start, and um, and then you and you don't make it sexual at first. Just make it so that you are nurturing and 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 helping your partner to become relaxed. So we spend a minimum half hour each. 
Now, are we making love then? You bet we are. That okay. is part of the lovemaking process. Then um, you're going to feel that energy start to rise. And that's great. Another thing that we do that is so intense and so powerful is that we will sit facing each other. And sometimes her legs are wrapped around mine and vice versa. But we'll sit on the bed. We'll look into each other's eyes. And then we'll start synchronizing our breathing. Now, I know people are thinking, oh, this guy's from California, the land of fruits and nuts. <laughs> no, no, trust me, folks, there, there's an energy that does happen here. Uh, and if, you had, if, if, if I hadn't experienced it myself and continue to experience it, I never would have believed it. But you synchronize your breathing and just look into each other's eyes. No goal, no, no other intention other than to be with your, your, your significant other. And you will feel a level of energy that you didn't even know was possible. And now this takes practice. Just, don't, just give it. And the other thing, too, is that we, we, there is no set rules here other than to be present. And, mm-hmm. and, and don't, don't uh, forget about, oh, well, this doesn't feel spontaneous. Well, I got news for you. In today's society, if it's, if it's spontaneous and it's a quickie, you weren't making love. You were doing something else. But the, uh, if you really want to do this, assume that there is, quote, unquote, no time. Forget about time. Mm-hmm. Set aside the, the, the two hours, two to four hours, and really be with this person. This is especially true for those, those, uh, those couples that are going through uh, reintegration, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, because it really takes that. And then um, let's just say, without being too graphic here, there are so many other ways that you can get to the point of pleasing your partner. And men, especially those who have ED, you're going to be able to slow down to match your, your partner's re- sexual response profile. And when you do, listen carefully, because when you do, you're going to unleash the tigress that was always inside of her. Because you are now going her speed instead of your speed. And when, she, when, you, when you do that, you're going to feel more fulfilled and more content than you ever thought you could doing it the old way. And how important that is in that um, sometimes I, I was going to say as you were talking, Michael, sometimes it's a matter of maybe watching something together under a blanket completely naked and maybe it's just that is the way to begin something maybe it's taking a bath together maybe it's you know all of those kinds of things is doing something different because I think sometimes you're you say okay I'm in the room I just got undressed now what (laughs) oh yeah no 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 we start out we start out uh often we'll go hiking together and by the way doing outdoor exercise together or or Mm -hmm. Enjoying nature together is a very powerful way to build those emotional bonds. Um, the uh, and then when we come back in, okay, well, we're kind of sweaty, so what do we do? We take a shower, and mm-hmm. so I'll start first by scrubbing her down, and mm-hmm. and it's a form of nurturing. And then when she's all squeaky clean, then she, you know, starts working on me, and that's all a form of making love. And mm-hmm. I I know some people might be thinking, oh, yeah, well, that's not the kind of love making I know. Well, let me tell you, uh, when the man and woman can match their, their response profiles, and women take a lot longer 
to to come to that point. Let's face it, in 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 normally functioning couples, typically what happens is um, there's arousal. The mm-hmm. uh, the man <laughs> the man uh, starts getting excited. He gets hard. He he's looking for you know he wants to use it. Uh, he issues his last grunt, rolls over, falls asleep. Meanwhile, <laughs> his his partner is gone. I'm barely warmed yes. up here. And you're Hello. Snoring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. And I think it's very, very true um, that, as we were saying earlier in the show, these um, topics that we're talking about. Excuse me, I just had a little tickle. Um, absolutely are important for people with um, complications or no complications. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, Robin, I know we're, we're real close to the end of the hour here. So I just want to share with folks, if they go to hardlybroken.com and the book is coming out in, in uh, 2014, if they pre-register for the book, they're going to get weekly tips and they're gender specific. So the tips for women are different than the tips for men. And it starts out with emotional, building emotional intimacy, then gone to physical intimacy and then even spiritual intimacy. And so... If they go to hardlybroken.com, they'll get that. And, and when the book comes out, they'll also get a, um, a, a 15% discount. And then I become available uh, via webinar for free once a month just to answer any questions that they have. Now, uh, this is at hardlybroken.com, correct? That's correct. And do you have do you have a newsletter of sort? I saw you can sign up for something. No, no, no. This is this is it. This is the tips they get. This is the tips that they're going to get. That's that, fantastic. Yeah. Michael, we've covered so much today, and there's a it lot went more. Way to too fast. It I went know. Way too fast. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I've got my tickle. I knew I, I thought I was going to get through the hour without having to cough. We've been with Michael Russer today, um, author of Hardly Broken. Please uh, find this book. Uh, whether you have in. Um, uh, any ED issues or not, this is a wonderful book for you to come closer to the person that's most important in your life. Thanks, Michael, so much for being with us. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Sandra. Both. Thank you. We will be talking with you all next week. Um, we've got another great lineup. Don't miss it. We'll be back here again on Military Mom Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> 